Hello there, my name's Dan, and I'm going to be doing a Formula 1 podcast. This is to look at everything F1, basically, so the season's only five days away. Not long left at all. It's been a long, long winter since the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix last year. A lot's happened. Rosberg's gone. Bottas has come in. We've lost mana. We've got a whole new set of rules for the cars. Not, I don't think it's going to make that much difference. Mercedes still look like they're holding quite a lot back. I know Ferrari also holding a little bit back, but I think they kind of showed their hand a bit on those final two days of testing. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at the teams, look at the drivers, see how everyone fares up going into the new season. Now, before we do that, just going to give you a bit of information on myself. My name is Dan. I pretty much watched F1 all my life. My dad was addicted to it when I was growing up, so it kind of got me into it. And been to a couple of races last one being actually quite a long time ago now in 1999 uh, at Silverstone year Michael Schumacher broke both his legs Damon Hill's last ever British Grand Prix now I say Damon Hill it's important to me growing up uh, with my dad he was the one the one taken on the mighty Michael Schumacher then going at Arrows and still that second in Hungary will live with a lot of us forever um, so moving on now to the actual teams and how everyone's going into this year we're going to start with mercedes they do look strong i don't want them to be strong no one wants them to be strong we all want to see the top team crumble probably not going to happen this year lewis hamilton now i've decided with this podcast i'm not going to be plain and easy i'm going to be honest my own feelings and so there's gonna be a lot of hamilton fans out there that will might hate me for saying this but god he's so annoying and i hate him and the reasons I hate him are his sulkiness. If anything ever goes wrong, it's always someone else's fault. Um, someone else is always breaking the rules. When he does it, he's just, it's F1. Really irritates me. Can't even begin to describe it. Um, so moving into this year, he has got a lot to prove. He has to be the favourite. Um, but Rosberg did beat him last year. Everyone can point to the car and things like that. But over 20 races in a season... The best driver is the one who always ends up with the most points. Um, and looking at moving into this year, you have to say he looks as strong as ever. Now the team are all going to be focused around him. Bottas is in there now, but hes you can tell in the interviews he's just there to make up the numbers. He kind of already knows it. I think Mercedes are lining up somebody bigger and better in 2018. With Rosberg leaving the way he did, they just didn't have time. There wasn't that many drivers out there on the open market they could just go and get. Which is why I think they actually ended up with Bottas in the end. Moving on to Bottas. And what a chance. I'm now, taking back everything I just said. If he can come in here, beat Lewis Hamilton fair and square. I mean, I, I will put my hands up to that. Rosberg always struggled to beat Lewis Hamilton in a, in a straight race. If Bottas can come in and do it, one, it will be a shock to Lewis. And it was just really, everyone when Bottas was coming through was saying how great he is, how he's a future world champion. And to be honest, I haven't seen it. He's been in chances where he could make something happen. I think if Silverstone, either last year or the year before, when Williams were 1-2 and he just couldn't, I don't think he could even overtake Master on the day. And that's what caused him. I remember when Williams were 1-2 again at the start of the Austrian Grand Prix a couple of years back. Again, he, opportunities have come and he's let them pass. Um, so it'd be an interesting season. You would imagine this time a year on, he'd be a, a race winner at least. Um, but who knows if he can take it to Lewis? Who knows where Lewis is going to be? I saw today Bernie saying that we should all be nice to Lewis so he doesn't leave. I personally 
don't think he's that big in the sport. If Lewis goes, there is always someone else. Now, talking about someone else, that will bring me on to the next team and the next drivers. We go to Red Bull and we go to Max Verstappen. I personally, I hate all those defensive moves he does. Raikkonen clearly hates all the defensive moves he does. And just as last season went on, you kind of, you have to kind of learn to accept him. Didn't necessarily like him, but if the FIA aren't going to crack down on it, if they're going to say that's fine, then I can't keep yelling at my TV screen every time this guy moves one way and then the other and then the other and almost causes crashes. But to his credit, there wasn't that many crashes. I think the only crash I can remember him having was actually in Monaco. Um, and that was all on his own accord. It wasn't with anyone else. You have to give the guy some credit. I mean, moving into 2017 with Max, I mean, it's a big year. He got that win last year, took those big steps. And at his age... He just needs that consistency now. If he can keep pushing Daniel Ricciardo, eventually the team with the best car will come knocking for him. Now, whether that be Mercedes or whether it be the Red Bull, how he is with now, and as the aerodynamics of that Red Bull, as the season goes on, moving into next year as well, um, Red Bull are going to be there or thereabouts. Moving on to his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, he's my favourite driver on the, the grid. He has to be everyone's favourite driver, really. He's always happy he's always that man who would be a good in an interview never says no always gives you something you're not expecting and in his races he's solid you never think of Daniel Ricciardo as a dirty driver someone who does stuff wrong he's the happy one he's the one who goes for the moves and he's he's my favorite out there this year I think if I'm gonna want anyone to win a race at the top at that top of the pile he'll be definitely the one there and so moving next on to Ferrari now this is an interesting one but as last season went and as the season started, I thought they were going to be mid-pack. Honestly, did not see the huge improvements they've made. When James Allison left, yeah, you just assumed that they were going to be going downhill. And somehow, they've come out of pre-season as the team that everybody is looking at. Now, last year's Australian Grand Prix, Ferrari started, got off the grid amazingly well. And probably should have won that race if it wasn't for Fernando Alonso causing that race stop. Um, I rewatched the race recently, actually, on Sky F1, and they definitely, it was working perfectly for them. They had the pace to cover off Rosberg, Hamilton was too far back, and it really was that crash there from Alonso um, that absolutely swung that race, and then the tyre calls that made afterwards. I mean, going into this season, the two drivers they've got, you think of Sebastian Vettel near the end of last season, he kind of was almost at loggerheads with him, actually. A lot of uh, Ferrari management weren't happy with his performances. And yes, that's the first time ever in his career. No one has been happy with his performances. A lot of silly mistakes. Obviously, the swearing. And was it Mexico? It was Mexico uh, with, just, uh, with Max Verstappen, sorry. And you just think to yourself, this is a big season for him. But what he's always had is an advantage over Kimi. Now, looking at pre-season, Kimi seems to be the one who can actually really get the pace going and get the best lap times. We've always wondered with Kimi, has his best been and gone? That can He's consistently good. Hasn't really been great for a long time. But if the car works for him, is he possible? Is it capable of a, a championship season uh, for Kimi Raikkonen? So that's the top three teams. I mean, you look at them. I think at the moment, the head-to-head is Mercedes-Ferrari. Um, is that pace in Barcelona that we saw for Ferrari real pace, or is it just half-hearted pace? Is it, was it 
going too much low on fuel where Mercedes, a lot of the talking and the teams were saying how on the back straight, a lot of teams were lifting off so you didn't get their true pace. I saw a couple of tweets from that really fast lap time went in from Vettel on the second to last day saying how he didn't lift and that Mercedes and mechanics were running out to the pit walls. We had to listen to him. So it will be interesting to see what happened there with that. Mercedes, why are they sandbagging or do they have nothing? Day after day, you saw a Lewis Hamilton interview say how incredible Ferrari are. Ferrari are this, Ferrari are that. Their pace is incredible. Kind of detracting away from their own pace. I mean, it's not bad pace that they have. They pretty much match Ferrari. But have they got it there over Ferrari? Ferrari were consistently day in, day out at the top. Mercedes there or thereabouts, but never really that strong day where you kind of step back and were like, yeah, they're going to be top this year. And then Red Bull, everybody spoke going into the season of how they are the team to beat. They are the ones who are at the top. They're going to be the, 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 the rule changes that have been made are going to suit them. Their engine, it's not so much about the engine anymore. It's about the aerodynamics. And under Adrian Newey, Surely, surely this is a Red Bull season and we just haven't seen it, have not seen it in pre-season. I've read a lot of that the car's going to be virtually different by the time it rolls up in Australia. Um, but then what's the point of testing if you're not going to bring the actual car? Uh, I would hazard that most of the parts are there or thereabouts and they will be the third best team. I can't, like, looking at the teams, I can't see anyone else really challenging them. I think the top three are really miles ahead. And I think the only team that can get into that top three are Williams. They have showed pace here and there. Felipe Massa with some great one-lap pace there over the course of pre-season testing. They seem to, well, everyone else seems to have struggled and kicked in this season and had a bit of a bad day. Massa in particular and four Williams have just been brilliant. Uh, the new guy, the new kid, Lance Stroll, he is the issue with them. It's nice to see a rookie come through and struggle with an F1 car. You just don't see it these days. So that's probably the best thing so far for me with pre-season and these new cars is the impact it will have on people who aren't comfortable. They're not experienced and you'll see it. I think long are going to be the days of Max coming through, Danny Kvyat coming through, those GP3, not really going to GP2. I don't think Max even the GP3 if I remember rightly um, but I think those days are probably been and gone now which is nice it's you want that experience and, and then what it will do I mean buttons left now but it, they, the drivers who have got that long 10 12 years experience there in the sport they'll be the know-it-all ones they'll be the ones that be able to just keep it going keep it on the track under pressure um, which takes us back to Lance unfortunately had a few spins did a lot of damage to the car and that is really what hurt Williams. Um, some of the times he did damage to the car, so Massa couldn't go out and run. Not fair, but it's the way it went down. Um, so that's top four teams. Now, I was going to do this list by list by teams, how they finished last year. Then I was going to do it of ways they look in pre-season. Um, I guess we should probably do most newsworthy, and in which case McLaren would be next. Um, I mean, what is going on? I think, was it 2013 they ended the season? And they had the strongest car. Didn't have to do much going into the next year. And they completely rebuilded it when no one else did. And they just have not looked back since. I think it might have been 2012, the end of the 2012 season. And they just, <laughs> since that moment, um, Sergio Perez moved there. They slightly started moving down. Then signed with Honda. 
lost Lewis, and it's just it's a shitstorm. It's an absolute shitstorm. And you look at PR management, you're minus Fernando, anyone you might follow on Twitter that's McLaren associated, they're all just we're a championship winning team and we're a great team and it's gonna come together. Look, and it just hasn't and it isn't and I don't see it getting better uh, and all the time again uh, all the time I was going to say all the time there's a Honda engine in there but is it Honda it's easy for McLaren at the moment to just blame Honda on all their issues is the car aerodynamically that good I don't think it is I just they've never seen any stats that prove that in slow corners you look at Monaco they were only top 10 they weren't beating down a podium so I'm, I'm not convinced not not convinced and they're gonna have to change i say they're gonna have to change it feels like they have changed uh, ron dennis gone new guy in and they just they're doing a lot of changes behind the scenes but nothing's working um eric boulier ever since he seems to be the, probably the catalyst actually it's a bit harsh i know he's good for lotus um, but he seems to be the catalyst since he's gone down there a lot of bad decisions have been made i don't think they're his decisions actually i think it's just the timing um, but it's not looking good for him, not looking good. Fernando, in my opinion, is the best driver on the grid. He is the one, and that's also scary, if the, if he is only getting that car into 10th place, and with a man of that much ability, how rubbish is this car? And I think it might show you this season, Button was a good teammate. I think Stoffel Van Dorm, again, he's new into the team. As I've already said about Lance Strong, um, he just, I think he's going to struggle. He has a lot of potential. I've watched a lot of GP2 races. And this boy pretty much won his championship season midway through, miles ahead. Only Alex Rossi could even hold a flame to him. And you think that Rossi um, went big in America last year. It just shows how good Stoffel Van Dorm actually is. Um, again, with the way the cars are and the handling this year, I think he's going to struggle. Then on top, the car, his particular car isn't that great um, so I've got a feeling Alonso might be able to drag it into a few points positions um, but I don't think qualifying is going to be good I think in in the race you can just picture that orange and what, I don't know why they've gone orange someone's going to have to explain to me at what point orange was a good idea um, it, it, they should have just matched the way the McLaren Honda used to look if they were ever going to change away from that chrome livery to be honest with you it's not good, looks awful, not a fan Moving on, um, we're going to go, let's go to Renault because yellow's my favourite colour and their car is a very nice looking car. And they have my, pretty my second favourite driver, Nico Hülkenberg, again, for interviews, for someone who's just, you, you can tell he gives it all, he's, he's one of my favourites, uh, that 2000 and I'm going to kind of remember the year, um, the year he got pole at Brazil he put his name on the map and he's just never really left he went to force india i then went to sauber that year at sauber the second half of the season he just took off getting fifth in every every race and the car was nowhere near that kind of shouldn't be anywhere near fifth let's put it that way and he's he did great last year was a shock i think sergio perez probably absolutely shocked the hell out of him it's the first time i've seen nico hulkenberg outdone over the course of a season i don't know if it was just a car. I don't know if we just have to take our hat off to Sergio Perez, but we'll come to him in a minute. Which then brings me on to his teammate, who I'm, 
I'd like to think uh, Nico Hulkenberg will beat this year, and that's Jalian Palmer. My girlfriend personally absolutely hates him. We watched Sky F1 on when they used to do the uh, Friday night shows, and he was in the studio once, and they wouldn't stop saying his name, and she pulled her hair out, and every time his name gets mentioned on the TV, she loses her shit, which is kind of good because he rarely gets mentioned in a race because he's always been at the back. Don't think that's going to change this year, sadly. Um, you'd like to think it'd be different. But the Renault car, for all its livery looks, and I know that they're rebuilt from the ground up and they're coming through, might be better than last year, but it doesn't look like it's going to be too good this year. And talking about good-looking cars, there's a car that Twitter exploded. Twitter just simply went nuts for this car. I personally... I get it. So I'm talking about the Toro Rosso. Um, the silver, yeah, looks cool. It looks really damn cool. It's a Red Bull Cola can. Yep, get it. Cool. Um, has it made your car go any faster? Has it made any reliability issues sort themselves out? Sadly not. And when you look at the drivers, Carlos Sainz, I think he's got to go. I think he, out of the two drivers there at them, he's the one with the most potential. He's the one who can potentially be a championship team winning driver. Danny Kvyat, I don't know why he's still there. How Red Bull can keep him. <laughs> he got promoted, clearly wasn't good enough. I know he got that podium in China last year, but they could see. Um, looking at a race distance, that Daniel Ricciardo was two to three temps faster every single lap. That's stats you're never going to be able to get rid of. He doesn't have good race craft. Um, he doesn't qualify well. The boy doesn't really have anything, which is going to be, I reckon, working Carlos Sainz's favour this year, is that he'll be able to outdo his teammate. Let's face it, you can only, in F1, teammate's the only guy in the same car as you. He's your person you're comparing yourself with. He's going to be the one. So, looking at teams we got left, um, we're going to speak about Haas. I'm not too keen on Haas. Roman Grosjean, he seems to actually... He's shown his worth last year. You have to take your hat off the fact they got those points early doors. I know the break issues towards the mid and end of the season kind of ruined it for him. Um, but I don't... I haven't seen that big step. That year one, they got their feet in, dipped their toes in the water. There hasn't been this big step this year. If anything, and the issues have stayed. They still have a breaking issue. I mean, that breaking issue was there mid last year. I don't know why it's still there. You'd think new cars, that would be the one thing they would sort. So I feel sorry for Roman. You look at his teammate. Now, this is someone a lot of people rate, and I just, I don't, and that's K-Mag. Kevin Magnussen, he got that podium on his debut, and it was a strange old Australian Grand Prix, that one, quite a boring one if I remember rightly, um, Hamilton went early doors, Ross Buck strolled, and then came out, well, him and Button, second and third, last time McLaren won the podium, it says it all really, um, but with K-Mag, he's got a chance, kind of didn't do anything last year, Julian Palmer matched him pretty much near the end of the season, um, so I think he might struggle this year, um, Roman Grosjean is a Great driver, um, showed that at Lotus. Kind of taken some steps back to become the number one in a team. Hasn't really worked out for him, um, but we'll see how it goes. And then that finally leaves us to Sauber. Full credit to them for still being in the business. Um, 
every year. You see that they've got money issues and you wonder if they're going to drop or they're they going to stay. Their two drivers, Marcus Ericsson, I can remember watching him in GP two years ago and he wasn't good enough there. And he's, he's clearly here with some kind of financial money. Um, interestingly, the sport seems to be trying to take a distance from that. You look at the drivers at most teams at the moment and they are the best drivers. There are not that many drivers um, that are in F1 because of their finances at the moment, which is odd. It's good. I'm not complaining, but it's odd. And you would imagine... Um, Marcus Ericsson will be smashed by Pascal Wehrlein over the course of a season. Now, I say you'd imagine, can't guarantee it because Wehrlein randomly choked when Ocon come to Manor last year, but it is a Manor. That, that car's not designed to help anyone out, let alone Pascal Wehrlein or Ocon. I'd imagine that was just having your finger on the button one day and getting lucky, um, but who knows? Um, Big season for him, and um, Mercedes, they could have gone for him. I feel like when they were looking around, his interviews didn't really do him much justice. You could tell he was a nervous boy who probably wasn't ready to be in the best car on the track. And that, I do believe, is everyone. Um, so that's the team. So they're the drivers. Uh, we look forward to Melbourne. Normally, one of the best races in the season. I can remember 2010 in particular great race amazing race 2012 again an amazing race um, the, the street circuit seems to throw it up sometimes we have the weather not that i'm the biggest fan of rain these days when i was young and a kid growing up rain was amazing these days they just chuck a red flag out and we stop i get why totally get why and um, jules bianchi you can't argue with that but doesn't make it right doesn't make it Races are spoiled with these red flags these days, and Melbourne can be susceptible to rain. So let's hope we don't. I would like a really nice straight fight between Ferrari and Mercedes, and we'll see where we end up. Um, so that is my first ever, ever podcast. I know I rambled on quite a lot. It probably sounds like I rambled. I'm new to this. Just me, my laptop, and my headset. I might get someone else to do it with me next time. Might be better with a bit of conversation. Um, but feel free and to get in contact I'm on Twitter let me just get the handle there on the Twitter bit nervous while doing this so it's at dandans147 and feel free to send me a message some advice, some tips, some help um, I'll try and get this podcast up on iTunes so hopefully you'll be listening to it on iTunes and we'll see how it works out hopefully if we get some views get some positive comments some ideas We'll be back after the Australian Grand Prix. Again, I'll probably just go through all the teams and see what they did. Be a lot easier and be able to go in a bit more detail and we'll know finally where everybody is at. Uh, well, that is the end of this. As I said, message me with any advice, help. Lord, help me. I'm so nervous doing this. Um, and we'll see how we get on. Well, thank you and bye. <laughs>